This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of every best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. Thanks to all our members for making our truth journey a reality. And to listen to part two of tonight's interview and all of our interviews, just go to VeritasRadio.com and click on the subscribe button. You will receive your login immediately. And to get in touch with us for member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower, there's a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at VeritasRadio.com. When fascism comes to America, it will come wrapped in an American flag. Huey Long, an assassinated American maverick politician of the 1930s, famously foretold. It arrived ceremoniously on the morning of September the 11th, 2001. 3,000 perished in the flames as the nation watched the tragedy unfold in shock and horror. Predictably, Americans rallied around the flag. America's new century had a new Pearl Harbor, and the media beat the war drums to the thunderous applause of flag-waving armchair patriots. Within 45 days of the atrocity, Congress passed the ill-named Patriot Act without a single congressman reading the bill. It was a full-scale assault on our rights and freedoms. This act eliminated our rights to unwarranted searches, 
the right to legal counsel, the right to a trial. It greatly expanded the government's ability to spy on citizens without a warrant. America has turned into a Nazi Hydra. And for this and much more, our special guest is Glenn Yaden, right now on Veritas. Glenn Yaden is a lifelong activist and a leading authority on fascism in America. He was raised on a family farm in Minnesota and now lives in the Pacific Northwest. Glenn has multiple degrees in chemistry and computer science. He has authored numerous articles probing the roots of American fascism. His article, Ties That Bind, connecting George W. Bush and the neocons to the Nazis, has received exceptional praise from readers. He is the co-author of the book titled The Nazi Hydra in America, Suppressed History of a Century. And directly from the Pacific Northwest, I would like to introduce Glenn Yaden to Veritas. Hello, Glenn, and welcome. Oh, thank you for the introduction. Uh, it's a typical Northwest day uh, with rain. Great, great. Well, a few uh, weeks ago, I received the book. It's, I have to say, it's about over 650 pages long. I think that maybe four books would have been great, but it's a very comprehensive book. And for years now, Glenn, I've been saying, and I've been using the term, the Nazi Hydra is alive and well. Apparently, the Nazis lost the war, but won the peace. That statement, do you agree with it? Oh, most certainly. Uh, the Nazis laid, uh, had uh, laid out some very well-defined uh, comeback plans and uh, financed them accordingly. Now, right at the beginning, you start talking about the Bush family. Now, we can go back uh -huh. to, to uh, Prescott Bush. He was uh, Hitler's uh, financier. Let's go in chronological order. Go back to the 1920s, 1930s. Take us from there so that we can proceed in a way that people can connect dots in a, in a simple manner. Okay. The, well, starting in 1920, probably the two leading American fascists that praised Hitler would have been uh, Henry Ford and uh, Irene DuPont. Uh, uh, Hitler had uh, pictures of... Uh, Ford in his office, and he praised the book uh, or the magazine uh, Ford uh, published called Internal Q. Uh, did several reprints of it in Germany. Uh, those were the two leading ones. Um, the big leader, other than that, would have been I.G. Farben and their ability to set up cartel agreements with American corporations and basically pull American corporations into the fascist uh, circle. Uh, that went on throughout the 20s and the 1930s. Uh, it was uh, helped along the way by uh, uh, Coolidge, Harding, and uh, Hoover, uh, especially Hoover, uh, and... Uh, uh, Andrew Mellon was the Secretary of Commerce at that time. He helped it along the cartelization of uh, American in industry. And once he got to the 40s, 
then it uh, broke out all over, uh, and I wouldn't know uh, where to describe it. Uh, during this time, Prescott Bush was selling uh, stock uh, to uh, to Americans from the Nazis. In fact, he was, uh, like you said, he was Hitler's banker. Um, uh, at the time of the war, uh, it was known that... Uh, uh, about Prescott and his dealings with the Nazis, and instead of a, a expunging his portfolio of the uh, Nazi influence, he said hired Alan uh, Dulles to uh, uh, cover it up. Uh, but uh, uh, Roosevelt, had, uh, it turned out the guy was a uh, a patriot that was uh, working with Prescott and sitting on his office, and he went to Congress, and that's how uh, basically they found out about Prescott and uh, seized Union Bank and the Hamburg American Lines. Dealing with the with the enemy, do you think? Yeah. And many people have seen this this footage uh, even now on YouTube, a video where George Herbert Walker Bush is shut down. His plane is shut down in the Pacific. And supposedly he was the youngest pilot and he was uh, rescued. Do you think that this was, I don't want to call it a false flag, but do you think this was a staged event so that the population would get, uh, would gain sympathy on Prescott Bush because of the dealing with the enemy charges that were uh, being uh, filed against him? Uh, no, I don't think that was. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't believe that. I don't know the story. There were stories that he was colluding with uh, the enemy and everything else. Uh, but I, uh, I'll take the, that doubting uh, as a legitimate, as it was told, uh, until I, I can find further information about it that I can verify. That's fine. That's fine. And uh, you mentioned some important names here, Alan Dulles, John Foster, uh, Foster Dulles. Alan Dulles, who eventually became the CIA director, who was fired, and, and I don't mean to fast forward because we'll, we'll even deal with Kennedy. But if when you fast forward, he became the CIA director. Kennedy essentially fired him, and Dulles became one of the members of the Warren Commission. Isn't that interesting? Well, it, it is. And then, uh, once you start looking at the Kennedy assassination for Nazi connections, uh, it's sort of like uh, breeding rabbits. Pretty soon you're overwhelmed with the buggers. Uh, there's all kinds of connections to the fascists and the Nazis in the Kennedy assassination. The other one, big one that you, that's verifiable, easily verifiable, is the Bourne family uh, was running the Bung Corporation in uh, Argentina, shorting, uh, uh, having massive shorts on that day, and walking away with a uh, uh, very uh, large uh, stock gain. Uh, there's other, uh, uh, Dornberg uh, from uh, uh, Bell Helicopters was also, he was one of the, uh, Nazi helicopter or, or Nazi uh, uh, V2 scientist. Uh, he was connected in with it. Uh, 
And there's all kinds of connections to the Kennedy assassination and the Nazis. Now, you seem to to portray one side, meaning the right as the the ones who are mostly allied with the Nazis. And I, I tend to see that, especially in the, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s. And one thing that a lot of people don't know is that Roosevelt, there was a coup, almost a coup to to bring the Nazis here and get rid of Roosevelt. Can you talk about that that attempted coup d'etat? Uh, sure. Um, these were Wall Street people. They approached uh, uh, Smedley Butler uh, to lead the coup, and they was going to use the American Legion, which was formed by uh, J.P. Morgan, to uh, bust up uh, unions and uh, socialism uh, after the World War One. Uh, uh, DuPont was going to furnish arms. Uh, there was both several prominent members uh, of uh, industry and uh, leading politicians. Uh, uh, there were a couple, even a couple Democrats involved in it. Uh, but mostly it was a Republican-led uh, coup. And uh, it was going to uh, offer Roosevelt a, uh, basically a uh, figurehead position, or they was going to remove him from office and basically dispose of him. Uh, the coup was filed uh, up because Smedley Butler was uh, really a patriot, and he he knew that, uh, what he what he did, and he verified it with a press person, and then he went to uh, Roosevelt, and uh, they basically exposed it in the paper. Uh, so they, they would, didn't dare to take uh, uh, continue with the coup. Uh, I should mention that Smedley Butler was a uh, highly decorated uh, Marine Corps general. And also, before Pearl Harbor happened, I saw a, a newspaper from Hawaii in which they're already discussing how the Japanese fleet is approaching. It's coming our way. There's information out there that states that Roosevelt knew well in advance that the Japanese were coming. But because the United States was so fed up with war, and after, oh, we're going to talk about this, we're going to come back to the First, first World War, because there's a lot of connections here and how you know the rise of power that Hitler had, a lot of it was because of, of, of the First World War. But Pearl Harbor, the reason why we didn't act before. Was it because Roosevelt needed this event to make the United States population fall behind and, 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 and support the war? I think that was one of the reasons. The other reason that I put out in the book was Roosevelt did his job. He uh, sent his general and admiral uh, at Pearl uh, war warning the week before the bombing. Uh, if he's guilt, Roosevelt was guilty of anything, he didn't follow up uh, on his uh, instructions to take defensive measures. Uh, but uh, the real reason, I think, if he covered it up or didn't say anything more than that was because he didn't want to expose his... Uh, it had turned out to be the, uh, the best weapon that he had during the 
entire length of the war, and that was the ability to read the Japanese code. Uh, he warned these generals, so they should have took action, uh, but they didn't, and that's what made, led to the uh, extensive damage there. But then uh, he still had the ability to read the Japanese code, and they were no more wiser, and that led to victories at Midway Coral, uh, Coral Sea in uh, uh, clear across the Pacific, and as well as in Europe, because uh, the Germans, uh, the Japanese would report on what the German diplomats had told them to. But the question many people have, you know, granted, that was a, a crucial event for the war. It's despicable what they did. But in a time of war, a country may be defending, defending itself. What was the reason for Pearl Harbor to, to occur? Didn't we establish an embargo, a uh, an oil embargo against Japan, and they had to do what they had to do? That's pretty much the case, yes. Uh, uh, however, we can't fault Roosevelt for establishing an embargo as causing the war. If we did something like that, we'd have to blame uh, Kennedy for establishing an embargo on Cuba. And I don't think anybody here, a lot of your listeners, would want to give up that embargo against Cuba. Well, we can discuss that later. I'm a product of that embargo. My parents left Cuba during the missile crisis. But, you know, we can, let me go back to FDR once again. Uh -huh. My research states that he denied intelligence to Hawaii, number one. Number two, on November 27th, misleading the commanders into thinking negotiations with the Japan were continuing to prevent them from realizing the war was on. And three, having false information sent to Hawaii about the location of the Japanese carrier fleet. So, if this research is accurate, Roosevelt knew what was going on, and he was really pressed to get into war, and he needed Congress and the American public to support him. Well, most definitely on that. Uh, uh, the country was uh, extremely isolationist. Uh, and, and I wore at the time, uh, he did need some kind of event to, uh, uh, lead to it. Uh, I'm not going to defend a lot of it, but I mean, some of it, uh, the damage at Pearl was done just by plain old American arrogance because, uh, most of the damage was done by, uh, torpedo bombs and everybody in the Navy and, uh, Military said that torpedo bombs couldn't be used at Pearl because it was too shallow. Uh, so there's a lot of blame to go around for the extent of the damage, Roosevelt's complicity in it. Uh, I don't see him withholding uh, a lot of information or his uh, orders uh, being misleading. He said to take defensive measures without arousing uh, the population and. Uh, uh, the general there, uh, General Short and uh, Admiral Kid Kimball uh, uh, twisted that into meaning whatever, uh, not to take any orders. I mean, they didn't even have uh, manned machine guns or anti-aircraft uh, on the destroyers or anything uh, overnight. Uh, but yet they were supposed to take defensive measures from what Roosevelt had wrote them. So 
I don't know where uh, where to put the most. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.